0: Well, it's a great pleasure uh, on the local soccer podcast to bring in Dan Vaughn, who is the, the go to guy or or one of the go to guys at the go to site protagonist for lower division and independent soccer in the U.S. Uh, how are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking with you today.
0: So. Dan, you guys filled a void that, uh, quite frankly, people like me had left uh, behind when uh, NASL collapsed. Uh, some of us were 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 in this kind of transitory stage. We had had when I worked in NASL, we had had a a niche of of maybe three or four different media outlets that covered lower division soccer, specialized in lower division soccer. And got worn out by the battles with USSF or got worn out by real life uh, taking hold. And in time, there was no one left covering this stuff regularly. And you were left to writers and websites that uh, that, you know, they do a good job. Right. But they cover they cover lower division in in somewhat of a parochial way, patronizing way, I should say more than parochial and uh, and don't give it the attention and, and I don't think understand kind of the issues at the lower division level so uh, into that void you guys came a few years ago yeah in 18 actually um, it, it, it was I
1: think that the way you described that is very accurate in that the only time you'd ever see a media person talk about lower league soccer or amateur soccer you know basically that D3 down to whatever um down to the regionals right like all the yep. way down like the only time that i was ever talked about it was there's was a fight or if massive mismanagement of a club or someone that had done something really embarrassing that's the only time you ever see them mentioned and they all chuckle and talk about how how wild it is in lower league soccer and it was it was frustrating to watch because uh, i'll tell you my own background at the time uh, I had I had been running an MLS podcast. Um, I, that was actually my, my sort of intro into soccer journalism. I, I ran an MLS podcast and talked about uh, MLS. And, and I, I just sort of, uh, I think it was when the Open Cup was kicking off, I started looking into some of the teams that were coming in from the amateur side and realized that I kind of liked those teams a lot more and the way they were run and some of the personalities <laughs> of people that I was meeting. And I... I thought, wow, this is really interesting. I wonder who's covering this. And I could like you said, at the time that we started things, I couldn't really find anyone that was talking about lower league soccer consistently or doing it in a constructive way. And while I, I do understand that the challenges that amateur soccer teams and, and lower league soccer teams deal with is different maybe than than what a, you know, sort of these professional teams that maybe have decades of of running that, that, that it doesn't make their struggle or, or doesn't make their stories any less interesting. And I thought, wow, there's there's a place here for, um, it, it started off first as a website, uh, ProtagonistSoccer.com, still our website. Um, and we started there and then we sort of continued to build. Now we run uh, three to four podcasts a week, um, all focused in lower league soccer, different levels, different different kinds. and that to me is we, we always say that it's lower league soccer but we try to give it top tier top tier coverage like like treat it like treat it with the respect it deserves and that was the approach that we we took going in and it's up to now now we're going towards year 4 and it's wild to think that 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 we've been doing it that long. (laughs) It it wasn't really the, I mean, I guess I didn't have an exit plan, so I don't don't really have an exit plan, but i just come to realize that we've sort of grown into this space in a way that uh, I I don't think I saw at first. And you're right, when we first came in, um, I I think the people that I was aware of going in, Sot Takes and Midfield Press, uh, were the two sort of, uh, when we entered, those were the two that I was very aware of. Um, and I, at this point, I guess, we're the only one that's still consistently um, covering the national. I know, I know that SockTick still does some coverage of uh, local clubs. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting ride. And, and uh, you know, it's not all the same clubs or all the same faces. I think that's one of the things about lower league soccer you have to recognize, that you're going to see people cycle in and out. Uh, but it's been a really fun ride. I, I've, I've absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, actually, my my story isn't that different. I was was hosting the American Soccer Show, uh, which later got taken over by Jason Davis and is whatever it is now, Um, but I was hosting that show in 2007, and uh, one of the regional commissioners from NPSL reached out to me, regional directors of NPSL, and I got to talking to him, and The stuff that I was critiquing in MLS and the stuff that I didn't like about MLS, I was already finding it from talking to this guy. Hey, this league is a little different. Let me check out NPSL. And at the time, they weren't in Florida. And so I started following NPSL the next year and uh, by that that time got hooked up with the owners that were in USL at the time and were – were not happy with USL, and I said, I, I actually, uh, I guess I get credit for this internally at NASL. Once I, two years later, I'm I'm hired by NASL. I had been covering those teams as, as, as you know, as we've talked about. I uh, was the, I put the linkage together with NPSL and said, hey, you know, I want I want you guys to know that uh, I came to you and ended up being involved with you, and now you've hired me as you start the league because. I was inspired by these other guys who had the same exact story as you guys, but at the adult amateur level, right? They had broken off of USL. They had all been PDL owners and had found the USL structure stifling and uh, impossible to kind of independently run clubs. Uh, And that was the same deal with NASL. NASL, all our teams came out of USL originally. They were all former USL clubs. That's not to badmouth USL now. USL is doing some things differently now. There's some things that are still the same. But yeah, similar story where I had been covering MLS, much like you. So that's interesting, Dan. I didn't know you were covering MLS. Uh, it, it, was, it, it was a
1: short run. It was, it was a couple of years, a, a small podcast called Bury My Heart USA. There may be someone out there that's heard it before. It, it's been a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's where we started. But I mean, I think that's natural, right? Like you... You are going to follow the sport as, and it's why there's so many Manchester United fans from like the early 2000s, late 90s, because that's the only soccer team that was on TV. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's the same thing, you know, with MLS. If, if the only writing that you're seeing online is about MLS, then that's really the only league that you're aware of. I'll tell you today, I, we um, on, on Twitter, uh, someone from France commented on a post that we did today Uh, we worked with impula city to produce their their uh 2021 fiscal
0: um end of year report which i think is absolutely fascinating reading um and someone commented that they they love their shirts and
1: they're going to start following them now and i actually sent them a link to the club shop but like that's kind of how you find something that no one's writing about or no one's sharing the stories of these lower league teams how is anyone ever going to know about them there's just no way like it's too hard to run a club and effectively promote yourself beyond maybe your
0: followers or the other people in the league. Like, it's a challenge of accessing that audience, and
1: that's where I've, I've always felt like protagonist soccer has done, has done a really great thing of bringing these lower league fans together
0: and so that there's at least interactions and you become aware of the national scene and what's going on around the country. So that is uh, exactly where I want to go next, because no one's done that as well as you. You mentioned the other sites, uh, midfield press, stock takes, uh, big fans of, of of everything they've done. And uh, those two sites in particular were great at covering the NASL, both in uh, my days of working at the NASL and then covering the NASL after that. And then I jumped back uh, uh, on the other side of the desk for one of the teams as the NASL was dying. Uh, those two sites were indispensable for us as a league, but... I don't think anyone has ever covered independent adult amateur soccer in particular. And, and now quite honestly Nisa because Nisa would not have uh, with the people who covered NASL having moved on, uh, would not have that level of coverage. How do you how do you do it because there's so many clubs that are just be, be, be below the radar that a lot of us wouldn't know about if it wasn't for you guys
1: uh it is a it, it's a labor of love at times um, it's sometimes it's the most frustrating hobby that you can imagine um it's, it's a combination of all those things it's um i think it comes down to just a, an active desire that that both myself Joshua Duder, who works with me on the site, um, Liz Schindel, who works with me on the site, and the several other writers that work with us, um, we have this sort of active desire to know what's going on, like what is happening, who's who's winning these leagues, where are these teams coming from? You know, we run we run a a regular column on Monday called Under the Lights, and in that column, and, and Josh is responsible. But he's done a fantastic job with it. But basically, we reach out to clubs as we discover them and we talk to them about you know how they got started or or what their story is where they play the league that they play in their players sort of collect some information about them and then we run an article on monday about specific clubs we've done a hundred and i think over 150 over the last couple of years and that's a way that, that for us it's a way to access those teams and get their story out there um you know it, it's wonderful to know that we've contributed um, to these lower league teams having followings that, you know, they wouldn't normally have, right? If you're a lower league club from from Georgia, you're going to expect to have a following, you know, maybe in your local town, your local city, and maybe, maybe in the team, you know, the places where you play, but there are now teams that have followings from all over the place. And, and, and you know, to, to, get, to give credit to them, some of these clubs are really embracing the opportunity. And I think that um, I would say that our work, uh, how we do it is just pushing ourselves, holding ourselves accountable. Um, and, and, you know, like
0: any website or like any, any creative project, and I'm sure you can speak to this as well,
1: there's low times when you're tired or you've had a rough day or a rough week or a rough, you know, something, something happens in your personal life or a pet dies or, or you have, you know, some sort of crisis that, you know, that you have to deal with. Um, having a, a group of people with you that believe in the cause of what you're doing and pushing forward, I'll tell you, like, I, the team at Protagonist Soccer has been so important. And, and while I may be the figurehead, and, and I'm, I'm lucky to work with incredible people, and I will tell you, without modern technology, you know, if, if, if we were trying to do Protagonist Soccer, you know, in the early 90s, I don't think it would exist the way it does because social media is key to what we do. And it's also how most of the people that we work together with have connected. And so like, I'm based out of El Paso, Texas, but Josh is based out of, out of well, he lives outside of Portland, Oregon. Um, Liz lives in California. Um, we've got another guy in Southern California. We've got guys in New Jersey. We've got a guy in, in Maryland. And like, that doesn't happen without, you know, sort of the, the internet, um, you know, Slack Slack messages, um, Twitter DMs. You know, like those things can't happen without that that technology. And we use that and leverage that in our communication with teams and leagues, and sort of constantly looking for opportunities to tell the stories of lower league soccer. It's it's. I think if we didn't really believe that it was important, we probably wouldn't do it or have done it as long as we've done it. Um, and I think that when you believe that it's it's, it's a necessary thing and it's an important thing, then you motivate yourself and you keep yourself going.
0: The adult amateur space is so convoluted and confusing uh, to, to people uh, who – especially people who aren't familiar with it, right? And I think that f- fans of MLS, when you explain to them how many teams are independently run or local teams – because a lot of MLS fans say, well, I'm just supporting my local team. And, and I'll say, well, there's actually a team playing 10 minutes from you. Not You don't have to drive 45 minutes uh, to some big shiny stadium. Uh what is so much of what you do is educational, I feel for um, for the broader soccer audience. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Dan, because I think it's uh, it, it's really important for f- people who are not fans of adult amateur soccer or not fans of Nissan and, and Division three uh, Division three outside of USL to uh, to learn about it.
1: I think, I think you're exactly right and it's not uh, I think that the same way that I discovered, amateur soccer in the United States, lower league soccer, was through the Open Cup and getting curious about the teams that I was seeing that I had never heard of from MLS. These teams were playing. Like, who are these teams? Where are they coming from? Who are they? Um, and so sort of researching that, and that's how I found out. And I think you're exactly right, right? I think that part of the task of any lower league soccer journalist
0: is, is exposing clubs to people that have never never
1: seen never heard of these clubs and i think that's the importance of doing what we do with a lot of professionalism is that you want people to be interested in what you're writing about and you want them to feel to feel compelled to read about a club that they've never heard of that played a league that they've never heard of that has nothing to do with their local scene but sort of allow them to we all love the sport of soccer we enjoy it and surely we can understand why an amateur player or, or a future professional player, pre-professional to quote the USL, um, a, a pre-professional player, why they might involve themselves in amateur soccer. Uh, because all of us have got involved in a pickup game or, um, or have you know, watched a high school match or, or, or seen uh, people playing at, at a park. Like, those things are natural. We understand it because the sport is fun. And we follow the sport part because it's fun. And we naturally follow, the, I think, the, the highest level because that's what's the easiest and most accessible. But as outlets like, like Protagonist Soccer, and there have been others too, um, tell the story and expose these lower leagues, I think that that same desire, that same interest, that same motivation is there. And it's just a matter of finding, like you put it, there's a club playing 10 minutes from where you live. There are leagues that are that are all over this country from the lowest regionals up to the biggest nationals, they're all over the country, and it's going on. It's vital, and all of those leagues are absolutely vital to professional soccer. Now, professional soccer may pretend otherwise, but the reality is, is that those players that that fill those teams that come from domestic, you know, domestic sources, all of those players typically played in amateur leagues to practice, to learn, to develop their skills, develop their talent. I mean, I, I often think about, you know, the NPSL, when they named their their top ten players, and Chris Wondolowski, who everyone knows from his time in MLS but and from the national team, but Chris Wondolowski played in the NPSL and was amazing in the NPSL, by the way. Um, and it, it's those kind of stories that people, I think... That, that lower leagues and, and lower league clubs should be focusing on telling. like they, that, that I think, and I will tell you, as we sort of do our jobs, which is writing about them and, and talking about them on podcasts and sharing the stories, so often those clubs need to participate in that work as well and yes. see value in that. Um, I can't tell you how challenging it is to reach out to a team and find out that they don't have a Twitter account or don't have an active email address where i can contact someone or don't have a website i mean it's amazing to discover that that in an era where you can do all of those things for almost free um almost free you can do those things and yet there's still teams and clubs not doing that it's shocking um and and maybe there is some education to be done on that side of it too which i like to think that that leagues would do that but oftentimes it comes down to, you know, whether or not those leagues care about the development of their clubs. And so I think that's another story altogether.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dan, where can people find Protagonists uh, online, the podcast, and uh, the website?
1: Okay. So I think that I, I always direct people to our Twitter because we put everything out on Twitter. I run our Twitter. So it's always active. It's always on. You can ask my wife. She tells me to go off my phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter account is Protagonist USA. You say, Dan, why not Protagonist Soccer? And that's because Twitter doesn't allow that many characters. So Protagonist USA is our, our Twitter handle. Um, and our website is protagonistsoccer.com. And I will tell you um, to also check out our podcast. You can find them almost anywhere where you get a podcast. Protagonist Podcast is where you'll find us. And uh, there's a whole host of lower league soccer um, podcasts that we do. Uh, Out every
0: single week, you'll find new content from us. So, uh, yeah, we're everywhere. Fantastic. Thank you.